Merry Christmas. Happy holidays, everybody. It's the Christmas edition of L-O-T-L, Living Off the Land, the All Things Cleveland podcast. Welcome back. Welcome in. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Dan. I'm with my two other co-hosts, Jordan and Jimmy. What's up, guys? It's good. How's it going? It's the Christmas spirit. That's right. What's up right now? Yeah, we're uh, <laughs> we're celebrating Christmas. We're almost there. Five days away. I, it's honestly kind of weird that it's that close. I yeah. keep thinking it's like December tenth yeah. or something. You know. Well, yeah, it's it's like all uh, like I don't know. It's just like all hit me at once today because today right. on December twentieth, I actually started my Christmas shopping. <laughs> oh, see, I already got all of it done except for like two people. I actually did really well this. Uh, yeah, not me, Jimmy. How'd you do? Feels like we were just talking about the LOTL haunted spooky hayride. Oh yeah. Oh, and we know five days away. That we never did. Going to happen? Um, well, next year. Not for another ten months. <laughs> uh, yeah, same with same uh, as Jordan. I only have a few people left. Got the majority of it out of the way. I got a good chunk today, but I just I just didn't start until today. Well, so. hey, that's a usual occurrence for me. That's all so. right. At least you got it done. Sort yeah. of, kind of. Yeah. So, like I said, uh, thanks for checking us out uh, again on iTunes or SoundCloud. Appreciate you guys listening. Uh, thank you guys for all your support this year. I can't believe 2018 has already come to a close. Uh, we're looking forward to 2019, and uh, hopefully going to have some cool stuff. But uh, like you said, we are the All Things Cleveland Podcast. Uh, follow us on social media. What the, the noise? <laughs> he he said he said like right before we started he's like yep got it muted nothing no sound nothing and then he sends a message and it goes <laughs> I had to unmute it for the intro and of course I did mute it again I knew I was gonna mess oh, up once right. yeah so anyway Facebook Instagram Twitter all at the LOTL podcast um, you can check us out on our website uh, www.lotlpodcast.com uh, where we post intermittently I would say frequently but that'd be a lie used to be frequently yeah so intermittently we post uh, we, we've been pretty good about uh, our sports take blog every week Steve's done a really great job for us and uh, writing articles for us every week uh, so check out his article that was just posted yesterday the high school football state championships review uh, Steve goes through all the games gives a little blurb on each game Real and what happened. detailed really yeah, really he, interesting yeah he, he, he does a really good job with that so check that out um, if your school was in the state championship, uh, a rival is in the state championship, or even just a school you know, if you like high school football. So um, check that out for sure. Uh, Jordan, what's the beer of the week? The beer of the week is uh, it's called the Phantom Ale from uh, Ghostly Brew. I'm just kidding. Uh, we don't have a beer of the week. <laughs> Insert Christmas ale here. Um, is there a Christmas sale out there that we haven't tried yet? Yes. Uh, it is from... Co- a Cleveland. No, I tried Columbus. The Columbus a Cleveland one. Christmas Ooh, sale. Oh, a Cleveland Christmas sale? That we have not tried. On the show. I have to th- Let's imagine... See, we, we, did, we did great. We've done Great Lakes. We've done Fatheads. Yeah, both Fatheads. We've done both Fat. We've we, done we did the, we did, Yeah, we did the Holiday we did Donut. Platform. We did... Um, uh, we did Thirsty Dog. Uh, the Market Garden. Yeah. Uh, I would have to imagine that one of the smaller breweries in town 
Last week, last week we did Collision Ben. We did Collision Ben. I would have to imagine that one of the smaller breweries in town has put out a Christmas ale of sorts. Yeah, so we really didn't have a beer of the week this week. Uh, yeah. we're, we're already kind of in Christmas vacation mode. So. We've literally highlighted every major Christmas ale in the city, though, so if you haven't, if you but if we missed, But out. if we missed one. Oh, yeah, no, certainly, yeah. We, uh, in fact, oh, what's the name of the... Um, the uh, Terrestrial Brewing had a sort of festive beer. They didn't call it a Christmas ale because yeah. I guess there was some technicality. Yeah. But the last time I was there, they, they had something that they said was some sort of a holiday something. But I don't know. Um, there's probably a few more. I would have to, if I had to bet, I would bet that. Oh, um, oh, that's, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't, it wasn't terrestrial. It was Noble Beast had a beer, a stout. Oh, it, yeah, 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 yeah. That was technically... It was like a cookies and cream. Like Yeah, they, but they were like, this would be our holiday ale if we had one. Yeah. But it wasn't a Christmas ale, was, as in the yeah. traditional it's sense. It's like a Christmas yeah. cookie stout yeah. ale yeah. thing. Yeah, I couldn't try it because it had lactose in it. But. Yeah, you couldn't. That's right. Nerd. Uh, so yeah, if we missed any, let us know, hit us up. We'd like to try it and we'll feature it, uh, on our next episode. Our next episode guys is going to be in 2019. Yeah, that's right. This is the fight. Yeah. Cause we're taking next week off for the holidays. So, um, yeah, we won't be with you guys again until next year. So, um, let's get into real quick what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, top five of the week. We're going to be going through our last week. We did top five best Christmas songs or favorite Christmas right. songs. Yeah. 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 Uh, this week we're going to do, in our opinion, our top five worst Christmas songs. And they could be classics, that just the version of them we don't like. Or they could be just songs that we just flat out hate. Uh, that it doesn't matter who does it, it's just terrible. So we'll get into that. No poll of the week this week. Uh, we kind of took a week off from that. Um, we're going to get into some sports talk. We're going to talk Browns' big win last Saturday night in Denver. Uh, we'll get into some uh, uh, coaching stuff. We'll, we'll, t- we'll talk through the Browns' playoff hopes, which are very, very dim. <laughs> but we'll go through kind of what needs to happen for them to, uh, to get in there. Uh, we'll preview the Browns-Bengals game. And then um, we'll talk some Indians. Uh, Michael Brantley signed with the enemy. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And we'll talk about uh last week we talked about the trades that were made. This week we'll 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 talk a little bit about the trades that still might be made. Um and uh we'll get into that, our opinions, our thoughts, and uh what, what the Indians are doing moving forward. Uh so there's that. Uh Jordan and I will review Whiskey Wednesday at Yuzu, which yeah. we went to last night. Um and then Jordan's got a couple events coming up, some Christmas events that you can still go to uh, just to kind of make the Christmas season a little more festive. So, yeah, that's that's what we got going today. So, uh, Let's get going. Yeah, let's, let's get into it. First, uh, what's everybody's Christmas plans? What's everybody doing? What are you guys doing? So, I'll Christmas go first. Christmas Eve, Christmas. I'll go first. Well, we have our... Uh... Big time party this Saturday. Oh yeah! So that's gonna be fun. Jimmy's on um, ugly sweater party. Um, my personal Christmas plans: Christmas Eve, I'm gonna be with my parents and sister and aunt, and Teresa will be over, and we're gonna go to service. And then we usually our tradition 
growing up has always been we do finger foods and like make make a fancy you know a fun little spread of finger foods um and then we watch it's a wonderful life Aww. Um, that's usually our Christmas Cue Eve. Cue the aw sound effect. <laughs> aw. You watch it every year? Oh, just, yeah. yeah. I've never seen it. Oh. I, I've seen wow, it. Wow, it's seen a good it. one. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, and then Christmas Day has always been just like my immediate family, but I don't live at home anymore. And uh, this year I'm going to be going with Teresa and her family. Um, so we're going to have Christmas dinner and open gifts on their side of the family and stuff. So that's mine. Cool. Jimmy? Gotcha. Uh, yeah, I mean, my Christmas Eve, same thing, go to church. Um, it's really just my parents and my sister, and it's kind of always been that way. Yeah. Mentioned earlier, like, on the Thanksgiving episode, I really don't have any close family around, so it's always just kind of a lazy, relaxing Christmas Eve, Christmas Day. So we have our own little traditions, too. You know, watch the Christmas story how many times in that 24-hour period. I can't watch that movie anymore. No, it's it's bad. I've seen it a hundred times. It's good, but it's see, just I never saw it a ton of times. I've seen it, but it was always like once every two years I would see it. Yeah, I can't. I, yeah, I get that though. Do you think Elf will replace it eventually? I think it's already there. I can't stand that movie. Oh, how dare you! We've talked about this. What? Before. How dare? Buddy the Elf. What's your favorite color? <laughs> how do you, Jordan? Whatever. Uh, Jordan's weird. Do you want to go no, through Jordan, all the reasons has, why it's a terrible film? Jordan or, has an obnoxious sense of humor. I do. I like some really bizarre stuff, and I hate like stuff that a lot of people like. Yeah, because he's weird. Because he's a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so for me, um, we're doing things different this year, uh, just because this is our first Christmas without my grandfather. Um, and my grandmother just flew down to Florida to be with another part of our family that lives down there. So usually on Christmas Eve, we go over to my grandparents' house uh, and do like the traditional uh, Italian, like the seven fishes and all that weird stuff that Italians do, like with the the Christmas dinner and stuff. Um, So that's what we've, that's what we've always done. But since, you know, stuff happened, death in the family and, um, you know, people living out of town, that's kind of getting changed up. So uh, Christmas Eve, we're going to be going to my uncle's house. Uh, they invited us over. Uh, it's my mom's brother. So still that side of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it'll just be at their house. And then uh, Christmas Day, we'll be at my parents' house. And we, we have uh, my dad's side of the family over. And uh, just do like a normal traditional like Christmas yeah, dinner. Yeah, Christmas so, dinner and all that. So it'll be fun. It'll be good. Open up gifts at some point, whatever. But... Not as hyped up about that as I used to be. I used to wake up at like yeah, butt crack no, at same six. same here. Yeah, same here. We and my sisters would always be up super early. We like used I, to get me and my crazy. brothers used to get up. We wouldn't even wake my parents up. We would get up and just sit in the room yeah, where the tree was. Waiting, we would just yeah. sit there and wait. But for how long? Really crazy. What's usually long not you, usually not too long. I mean, my parents are always up early, but um, so so we'll do that. It's also my niece's first Christmas. I mean, she's only oh, three, yeah. she's only three yeah. months old, so she's not gonna ever remember this. But nope. right, right. it's her first Christmas. So. But still, yeah. so that'd be cool. But uh, yeah, that's our Christmas uh, plans. Not that anybody cared out there, but that's what we're doing. They care. They have to. They have to. We're LOTL. Okay. Uh, let's uh, let's get into the top five here. Let's get into it and let's make some. Let's make some uh, controversy. Hey, let's talk about it. 
Yeah, let's talk about it. Let's do it. Who wants to go first? I'll Top five worst Christmas. That's kind of a weird way of saying it. Top five worst Christmas songs. Worst Christmas. I'll go I mean, for it. Yeah. Are you going first? Yeah. We'll start at number five. I guess this is in order. Maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Number five. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. <laughs> what an obnoxious song. A little boy or a little girl, obnoxious. I can't even tell. Whoever sings that, it's... How does that song go? Mm, you put me on the spot here. Oh, here, someone play it real quick. It's so, it you, you're looking it up? Yeah. It's bad. I just wanted one of you two to sing. I'm not no, I refuse. Not that one. Like I'm really done. I can't even see it. I, 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 I can't. I can't do it either. It's so either. obnoxious. I don't. Yeah, I'm guessing that's a little boy, but can't imagine he had a bright future. Or girl. So. Or girl. Remember. Right. How dare I assume? Yeah. Right. <laughs> number four. Apparently, you can't even call Santa Claus a man anymore. That's been overhyped. We'll talk no about one actually it. really believes thinks that. Yeah, nobody. <laughs> All right, number four. Paul McCartney's. Wonderful Christmas time. Okay, that's a pretty bad one. It's so rep- I mean, I guess a lot of songs are repetitive. Obviously. A wonderful Christmas time. He beats that to death. Oh. It yeah. just kind of like goes over and over and over. Everybody in England loves it. Of course. Yeah. Number three, Santa Baby. Preferably, or more specifically, the Madonna version. Interesting. It's an interesting take. I just hate the song in general, but I also don't like Madonna. So oh my god, you together. don't like Chacon? No chance. <laughs> yeah, I don't like Madonna either. No chance. Uh, you're not a... Uh, uh, what's her... What's her... Uh, like a virgin? Yeah. Or a uh, prayer or something? Uh, I do Anything like Madonna. Material Girl. Isn't that Madonna? I, 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 that's not shocking to me. I like that song. <laughs> I saw that one That's coming. the only one I like. I hate every other song she's put out. Number two, All I Want for Christmas is My Two Front oh, Teeth. Thank you. <laughs> Terrible, Another terrible, terrible one. Like it literally. Well, oh, that was a swerve. That was a swerve literally. because the first like four or five words of that I thought you were going. All I is want you? for Christmas. Yeah. No, that's that's a banger. That's, oh, that might be number one. Okay. All right. Oh, is that your number one? Oh boy. Little foreshadowing. And number one, where are you, Christmas? From the Grinch. I hate that song. Wait, the one that's like where With are Cindy you? Lou. Oh yeah, that's a so, dumb song. It's, it's so dumb. Is. It's you know like, it's, we don't have to play it. Okay, it's fine. Yeah, Good. no, don't. It's, it's just stupid. That girl's like some goth emo chick. Now. Yeah, did you know yeah. that little Cindy Lou Who from the Grinch? Oh really? Mm-hmm. Oh, you look her up. Everybody go look her up. Uh, I can Wait, pull up her name. what? Yeah. Oh, dude. you're talking about the the real the real person. The, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. In real life, whatever her. Real oh no! Is. Yeah, she's like a singer for a band. Uh, yeah, she's. she's a, what's the name of the band? Oh, here. All right. Well, you're looking that up. I'll I'll do mine. Okay. All right, so we're going five to one again. Uh, and mine actually are in order. Uh, number five for me, Santa Claus is coming. No, no, never mind. That's not five. Yeah, okay. Say. No, it is five. But I guess oh, they're not. Oh, really? Five is uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, the Bruce Springsteen version. Okay. I'll just lay that out there. I'm not a Bruce Springsteen fan. Okay. I'm really That's not. fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, look at that. We're uh, currently, lo- yeah, for those listeners, Looking obviously at, we don't have video. At, uh, some nudity. But, yeah. <laughs> well, it's uh, Cindy Lou Who nowadays. More mature Cindy Lou Who. Okay, anyway. Well, Santa Claus Cindy is coming Woo-hoo. to town. Okay, good. <laughs> by Bruce Springsteen. Uh, I, I just, 
I'm more like. Oh, this is that really annoying yeah. one where it's you like. You better watch out. You better not cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's, uh, that's and he, obnoxious. And then, so anyway, like, that and then he just starts like giggling <coughs> and like yeah. laughing. Yeah. And he's like. <laughs> and just like oh, I just, my first of all, I don't, I don't like like Bruce Springsteen. So, number one. That's and it, it doesn't have anything to do with his political views. Which just, I also yeah, don't agree with. You're just not a fan of him. But I just, I, uh, the boss, like, get out of here. Ridiculous. There's so much, so much. I do more like the song, uh, I'm on fire, though. Sure. That's a banger. Cool. Uh, <laughs> number four, <laughs> this might be a little controversial. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch by Thurl Ravenscroft. That's an, an, it's an annoying song. You're a mean one. It's just a dumb song. Mr. Grinch. Like, it fits in the context of the movie. But here's the, here's the controversial part. I don't like the Grinch. I don't like anything the Grinch. The original? I don't like the original. I, I don't, don't like either. the Jim Cur- Jim Carrey. Okay, the Jim okay, Carrey. Yes. The Jim Carrey one is horrible. The Jim, <laughs> the Jim Carrey one is like a nightmare. It is so bad. Oh, it's so no, funny. I, there's I, so I many... mean, there's definitely funny parts, but like, it's also a nightmare. You're like, like oh. when he tries to cancel dinner with himself. That's so funny. There's definitely some funny parts. That's but, hilarious. But I like the original cartoon. I love the story. I don't like either. I don't like, the, I don't like the Grinch. I, I, just, I love, just never got into it as a kid. And I once I got older, I'm like, I, this is stupid. It, yeah, it's like, dumb. Yeah. But I, I do like it. I personally do like it. But I, I'm not, I, I don't think it's that awful that you don't like it. Right yeah. Now. Uh, number three for me is uh, the Alvin and the Chipmunks song. Oh. That's pretty stupid. I, it's so freaking annoying. Alvin. Yeah, and then they're like, then oh uh, yeah, I hate any song where there's like a little skit. Okay. There's yeah, like a I, little skit. That sounded like Mickey a little bit. Yeah, yeah that's good. <laughs> oh uh, yeah, so I don't like that. Number two, Daddy, please don't get drunk on Christmas by John Denver. It's just stupid. Like, it's not even a Christmas song. Just because it says has Christmas in it doesn't mean it's but but it's on all the lists. Like, right. it's like oh, it's John Denver. Blah blah blah. It's great. Like, no, it's dumb. It's just yeah, like Bruce Springsteen. Like, just yeah. because. Just because it's Bruce Springsteen or John Denver doing a Christmas song doesn't mean it's going to be good, and that looks right. terrible. And number one, I'm going to have to move away because Jimmy might Jimmy might throw one. He might throw one at me. All I want for Christmas is you. Thank you. Thank you. Any version. Thank you. The original. So, thank you. Anything. So wrong. I hate the that biggest song so reason much. is because it is so overplayed. freaking over overplayed. Yep, overplayed. It was literally they they played it more than once at the Christmas bar. Oh, I know. They played it within like two times within twenty minutes. Yeah. I think. And I wanted to throw something. Okay, I, I'm gonna add another little curveball to this when it comes to my turn. Yeah. But. So that's mine. That's my top five. All right. So good top five. Um, my top five. All I want for Christmas is my two front teeth. We already said that. Stupid song. I there's what? Nobody wants that for Christmas. There's <laughs> never been one child that when given the option of gift, toy, or your two front teeth. teeth. <laughs> Literally, that's not who who? What kind of sick mind came what up with I this? What if I punched you in the mouth right now and knocked your two front teeth out? I still would not want to get that on <laughs> Christmas. I still would not want She'd to get that. You'd rather have the Tottenham jersey. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, number four. This is one that not a lot of people know of. But if you look it up, I guarantee you'll want to scratch your eardrums out. It is Snow, Snow, Snow by the Band of Merrymakers. And I kid you not, the lyrics are literally at one point, snow, we want snow, we want snow, snow, snow. And then it's like, at one point, it's like, we, we're living in this Christmas wonderland and we want the fluffy white stuff. Like, it's just like... 
at first, I kid you not, when I heard it, I thought it was a euphemism for cocaine. <laughs> I was like, is this a joke? Like, is this actually just... A... But it's literally about snow. He was like 11, too. No, I was not. It was the last year where I first, when oh. I first heard it. And they would play it on loop at Dick's. Like, every oh, God. 45 minutes, it would replay. And it was just... Oh, my goodness. It was so bad. So look that up if you want to, again, just hate yourself. Number three, <laughs> Christmas shoes. This is We're going to fight. The corniest. We are literally going to fight. Over the top, pointless. Like, this is like someone... I read this online, so I'm not going to give myself credit for saying this, but someone described it as one of those emails that your uncle sends you of some super superfluous, like, good deed that someone did. And you're just like... Or a Facebook post. You know, you'll see those, like... Older people post these weird Facebook posts. It'd be like, I was at the store last week. So you guys don't even know because you don't, you're not probably friends with these type of like, <laughs> old people. It is the dumbest song. I just don't understand why anyone... I mean, I'm sorry. Let's fight. It's the so song bad. is literally a kid who's trying to buy a gift for his dying mother okay. because he's a little kid and wants to make her feel why? and look good while she's on her number, deathbed. Number one, why shoes? <laughs> Number two. Have you seen the movie? No, and I will never see the then movie. How, then how can you say it's stupid? if you, it, your question, it's your a question, dumb song. Your question can be answered if you just watch the freaking movie. I think those type of movies are corny. Okay, well, watch it. You can't say, you can't say I, oh, it sucks if you've never seen I it. I have heard the song. That's yeah. all I need to do to critique the song. But you don't, but you don't know the... You're don't, like, you're I, like I, why, I, why I, shoes? Well, if you watch the movie, you'll figure it out. I don't care about the movie. I'm talking about... I'm talking You've about, never gotten shoes as a gift for Christmas? Yeah, I've got Nike shoes. Not like peasant shoes that this kid <laughs> was probably buying his mom. I, <laughs> Again, you've never seen the movie. There's, I don't... The I don't, shoes look a certain way. But Dan, here's the problem with that. I, I understand what you're saying. But... Do, you, do the, does the majority of America understand the further context of why shoes? No. Yeah, because a lot of people have seen the movie. I don't think. Have you? I don't just, know. just because you haven't seen the movie doesn't mean the majority of America hasn't seen I, it. There's a reason why this is one of the top ten worst songs every year, and it's. I have no input because I'm still upset about Dan's number one. Pick. Oh, I'm, not well, I'm more about upset this. about this because this I'm, is I'm obnoxious. upset about this is absolutely it's obnoxious. So bad. It's corny. Yeah, it's so dumb. For my mama, please. Where, the, where, where was his dad? Why was his dad not like? <coughs> Maybe if you saw the movie. Watch the movie. I'm not, so you have I'm all. Not, I'm not the reason going to why watch you the don't. Movie. The reason why you don't like it is no, because I also, you have all of these Dan, questions. I also about hate it. any movie that is over the top, like, like sad or corny. Like it's when it's just like ridiculous, like corny. Like it's like, come on, nobody does. Like this is so stupid. It's not my cup of tea. But you don't see. You say that, but you don't know because you've never Here's watched the, thing. the movie. I guarantee you I'm in the majority. In fact, I might run a poll tomorrow on my... And I, I just want to know. We should settle this once and for all. Good for you. Yeah. Cool. Run a poll on your Twitter followers who... No, no. With Lottle. Okay, Twitter. fine. Go ahead. I don't Let's care. Do it. Let's do it. If they vote your way, they're wrong. So. <laughs> all right. Anyways, that's Man, enough of that. Absolutely ridiculous. Number two. Guy doesn't even know why the song no, is No, I, it's it is. beside the point. It's beside the point. It's still a stupid movie, I'm stupid plot. Jordan, just I'm I think the whole idea is stupid. <laughs> yeah, uh, I just, just wait till you hear his talk. His I, I just I think the whole think thing's stupid. Same, huh? Yeah. Number two. Hey, uh, hey, James Harden deserved the MVP because he had the most step back threes. 
he 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 does that really well, and he won okay. the MVP. So he you also guys, yeah, but that's step back. yeah, but that's that. Okay, he traveled one time. He <laughs> all was, the other forty-four points he scored, was, there was, was no travel. Yeah, that was a bad that travel. travel. Was absolutely a no. I know it was a travel. And the ref was no, standing right there. No okay, one, no one, disagree, no one disagrees that that one track. play was it was the travel. Of course, that was a travel. Number two. Hippopotamus for Christmas. I don't even need to go through. That is that is the dumbest okay. thing I've ever heard. No mm-hmm. kid wants hippopotamus for Christmas. No kid even kids don't even know what hippopotamuses are anymore. Kids can't spell hippopotamus. Keep, yeah. I can't spell hippopotamus. I can't either Hip- to be fair. Hip hop. Hip hop anonymous. Um number one is all I want for Christmas is you. I'm gonna throw a little uh, a little change here and I'm gonna add the CeeLo Green version especially okay. is nauseating. I'll agree. At least Mariah Carey can sing. Yes. At least you can sing. But he hates I, all the versions. I hate all the versions, yes. <laughs> but the really bad one they, is the CeeLo Green version. Are you it's still, are you still siding with him? Still More so with, with Jordan than you. Considering <laughs> that song Ridiculous. is rated so much more highly or higher than whatever shoe song you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I think a... 10 out of 10 people will pick All I Want for Christmas is You over this song. I, no, that's not true. Oh, oh that is not that. Let's run a poll. There's one right here. So Okay, nine times Realistically, out of 10. I think the shoe song is goofier and more absurd. However, it's the fact that they overplay All I Want for Christmas is You. But that's, that's the only thing. Me. If it was the first time you heard both songs. No, would I wouldn't say it's the worst Christmas song because okay. it's actually, it's, 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 it's your average modern Christmas song. But, but I you think when it first came out, it was you probably when it first came it. out. I did like it. okay. Yeah, how, did, how can That's you not point. like that opening like little piano? Okay, there you go. Like, I mean, I, I agree. Yourself, I agree. Okay. No, I'm not contradicting yeah. myself because it's okay. so overplayed. It makes me I agree. Sick. I agree. It's overplayed. That's why it's I on my. That's it. why it's number one. That's the okay. only reason why it's number one. Okay, you just don't like the song, Dan. Huh? You just don't like the song at all, or because it's overplayed too. I don't like the song. Okay. Whatever. Let's talk about it. We talked about At it. least it wasn't Beyonce who wrote it, because then it'd really be annoying. Yeah, that's true. Where are my Christmas shoes fans at? They Cricket. don't exist. Cricket. They don't. You know, they, 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 I don't even think New Song sings that live anymore, because it's so Whatever. lambasted. <laughs> Whatever. I bet you more people know what Christmas shoes is than people know who New Song is. That's true. Yeah. Because that's like their only inner outside of Christmas. I've been listening to Christmas shoes for like... 15 years of my life, and I just now, this year, learned it was New, new song. song. I want to I stand up for New Song real quick. I love New Song, and they have some great music. I don't know what happened to them when they wrote that shoe song. <laughs> but if you want to hear a good new, new song, Christmas song, look up... Um, oh, wow, of course I was going to do this. Um, the Sound of Christmas, it's called. It's a real moving, touching, like nostalgic song. <laughs> Oh, now you're now you're <laughs> making fun of the band who wrote one of your favorite Christmas songs. Okay, it's getting weird. All right, so yeah, you know what we don't have to talk about this week? The Browns losing the poll of the week. Oh. I was gonna say, but yes, the Browns losing. Yes, because they didn't lose. They didn't lose. And what happened in this game, Dan? A pretty big uh, who? who uh, <laughs> I can't speak today. A pretty big. Um, curse was broken for uh, the Browns. Well, yeah, because we haven't beaten the Broncos since 1990. There you go. 28 cool. years ago. 28 year curse. Before both of you were born. That's yeah. crazy. Just yeah. stupid. Uh, yeah. It was a sloppy game. Um, you know, the Browns definitely didn't play their best, but that, to me, 
that's what made it all the more impressive. Uh, because that they were able to, yeah, that they were that, able to that, close it out. Yeah. That's a game down the stretch at the end of that game when it was so close where the old Browns would have absolutely found Crumbled. a way to lose that game. Crumbled. And even even in the fourth quarter when uh, Greg Williams called that stupid timeout oh. when they drew him off sides, oh. I'm like, oh, my God, we're going to lose now. Oh, because, because then we still went for it. And Nick Chubb got smashed in the backfield, turned the ball over. I'm like, we're going to lose on a field goal. Game-winning field goal. But the defense rose up. How cool was that uh, fourth down stop? That was pretty cool. Oh, the Peppers sack? Uh-huh. Yeah. That was, that was awesome. Peppers played uh, – um, he played his best game as a, as a pro uh, Saturday, for sure. Uh, he had a rocky rookie year. I think a lot of that had to do with him playing out of position, playing like 40 yards off the ball as a deep-lying uh, like mm-hmm. halo safety, just because of the personnel we had on defense. Um, if he didn't play back there, we were going to get burned all the time because our corners were bad. Um, but this year he's more playing his natural position, which is you know, box safety, almost like a linebacker uh, type of type of player in our scheme. And uh, he's, I mean, he's fl- he, he's flourished, especially recently. He's played a heck of a lot yeah. better. Yeah. Um, he's rated as one of the top safeties in football. So uh, it was awesome to see that. Um, I mean, I mean, what, 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 what can we say about Baker that we haven't already said? I mean, like, like we said, it wasn't the greatest game on Saturday. But and but that's Baker. Thing, that's Baker but, included. But the thing I like about Baker and about the last few games is even when he has a bad game or is having a bad game, he doesn't get super flustered and go in like a, like a drought, like yeah. a dead spot, like a dead zone. Like he, whether he bounces back the next game or yeah. he finds a way in that game to make certain really mentally tough and clutch plays, he figures out a way to do it. And that's not something that a lot of people can do. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that fact alone makes him so valuable because you put some of the other Browns quarterbacks that, that y'all have had in the last few, several years and you put them in a situation like the Brown Broncos game where they're not playing well, the quarterback's not playing that great. The whole team isn't playing that great. They probably don't find a way to close that game out, but Baker did. And it wasn't just Baker, of course, but like, you know, it, he figured out a way to get enough points on the board. And that's a trait yeah. that not every quarterback has. Yeah, so the way the game started, I, I thought the Browns were going to steamroll the Broncos. Uh, Broncos got the ball first, and the way that they were calling their offense on that first drive, the Browns had everything snuffed out. Um, mm-hmm. There was a sack. There was a big tackle on a flare-out for a loss. Um, Browns got the ball back. Uh, they went right down the field, and Baker just threw that absolute dime for a touchdown on the first yeah. drive. And it was an incredible that was catch a by Perryman. Really, yeah, that was an awesome I, play. It was a great catch, great throw. So, um, you know, at that point, I'm like, oh, here we go. Like, it's going to be like the mm-hmm. like the uh, like the Bengals game all over again. Um, but after that, it 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 looked like he kind of was a little antsy. Um, it was interesting. He was high. He was high on a lot of throws. He mm-hmm. wasn't high. Like, like, like <laughs> yeah, no, I gotcha. He, he was he was throwing the ball high in a lot of throws, and what's interesting was I read an article that said that for quarterbacks who have never played in Denver, because obviously the altitude—I mean, you know, you live there—the mm-hmm. um, yeah. altitude, the air is thinner, 
It's balls, weird. Balls travel farther and, and higher, especially with the velocity that Baker was putting on some of those throws. So mm-hmm. it really wasn't that he was amped up too much. He just had never played in that altitude before. It's weird. And throwing yeah. the ball in that altitude, yeah. you have to do it a lot before you get comfortable with it. Just playing any sports in that altitude. Like oh, yeah. I remember when I played basketball for the – I was not in super shape, but I had been playing consistently – and so I brought my ball and all my gear because the the apartment I had had a its own fenced in court, so it was pretty cool. Like, there was a lot of pickup games. Yeah. The first time I played, I could not believe it, and I went in, literally mentally like, "I'm good. Get that nonsense out of your head. You'll breathe fine. Everything's fine. Don't don't be like that." I literally could not breathe. It took me about maybe, it took me almost a full week before I felt like I could. Feel regular-ish while playing basketball. Hmm. I could not believe how how shocking. You know, and obviously I'm not a professional athlete that's in tip-top shape, so I'm sure it's not as harsh for these guys, but it still definitely affects you. It's it's kind of weird how much it affects you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Jimmy, do you watch? I'm assuming you watched the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What were? Uh, you know, I predicted the week before or uh, last episode oh, yeah. that we were going to lose by 14. He was the only one who said we were going to lose. I had to. You know, you can't have three people. You can't have all four people saying Browns are going to win. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. You had yeah. to be that guy. Yeah, Hannah said uh, Browns are going to win too. I think she said by six, maybe. I, I predicted a, a two. Was that was I the one that predicted a two touchdown victory? I think so. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because um, you predicted like a field goal or something, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I guess technically I was the closest, but whatever. Yeah. Props. Yeah. You know, not propping myself up or anything, but anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah. So we went through uh, all that stuff. It it was it was awesome to see how many Browns fans were there. Yeah, that was actually yeah. like. If you go back, and I know we were at a party, so it was kind of hard to like. Yeah, hear it was, it. There was a lot of noise and stuff. Yeah. But that first touchdown, like you could, you could it hear. Yeah. sounded like a Browns home game. Yeah, it was, and it was after the game when Baker did his uh, post game comments, there was like a couple thousand fans that like hovered, uh, moved, around. moved yeah. to that section where that uh, stage was. Yeah, it's impressive. Uh, and t- I'm telling you, as this like as this team continues to develop you're gonna see more and more and more of that like yeah. it's going like people get annoyed by what the Steelers do and their fans do I'm yeah. telling you it's, it's going to be, be even like, bigger yeah. with the Browns yeah. it's I mean the Browns are six seven and one and this is happening yeah uh, you're gonna you're gonna be hearing people at Browns training camp chanting Super Bowl next year <laughs> not that you know that's realistic, but no, but you know who yeah, knows. Yeah, so no, I get that. It was, it was a big time win. We got no help the next day by teams to try and get us into the playoff uh, hope realistically, which kind of sucked. But um, you know, it's it's still it's still cool to see uh, the team win and the team play well. I bought my first piece of uh, Browns uh, gear. Since oh yeah, since zero sixteen, because I told myself I wasn't spending any more money on the Browns until they proved it to me. So I get that. So I bought myself a new Browns hat. I like it. It's a forty seven hat, so I'm all about it. It's the dad hat. They're in right now. It's my hat. So, um, we've got a game coming up on Sunday: Browns and Bengals, round two. Uh oh. Versus Hugh Jackson. 
Uh, it was interesting to hear Baker Mayfield uh, this week when reporters asked him about um, Hugh Jackson. This time, first time, he was very outspoken about it. This time, he was kind of like, I don't really want to talk about it. Um, just focus on the game and my teammates. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. But, um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, big-time game. The Browns are favored by 10 on Sunday. Oh, wow. Which, like, I think the last time the Browns have been favored that much was like 2004. Wow. Or maybe wow. 2007. Man. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, I expect the Browns to win. Uh, the Bengals are without their quarterback, Dalton. Uh, they're going to be without their two top receivers, Green mm-hmm. and Boyd. Uh, their top tight end, Eifert. Uh, so really the only skill position starter they have on offense is Joe Mixon, their running back. The only thing I'm worried about in this game, and I've been listening to Sports Talk Radio, and mm-hmm. I... First of all, I think it's obnoxious that this is even a topic. People are talking about whether they should sit Baker Mayfield the last two games because we really don't have anything to play for. I don't think oh. he would want. I, don't, I feel like he would put up a fuss. It's ridiculous. It is, is no. ridiculous. I, that's just, I think like that's, oh well, yeah. we don't want him to. We don't want him to uh, get a major injury or something like. What's the difference between if he did it if he if he did it uh, this week or week one right. next year? What the heck's the difference? Right. Like, play the game. I would much rather. First of all, I don't. I'm. I'm. I would never be somebody who coached scared. I would never be a player who played scared. Like getting injured isn't my thought process. If you can't. If it if it was, I shouldn't be playing to begin with. Right. Right. Um. So I I think it's absolutely ridiculous that that's even. That's even. I don't think that's. No, I don't think the Browns have. I think think internally the Browns have talked about it. I don't think it's even been. I think that's one of those media right frenzy that they love and and fans like like. They don't know how to like. Uh, Fans get confused because they don't. They actually think that the media is serious. They think that these guys really believe this stuff when they yeah, don't. Well, it, yeah, and, that know, that and uh, I, I just don't think Browns fans understand uh, how to deal with success yet. Like, oh my gosh, we have a yeah. really good thing. We need to keep it wrapped up. Yeah, yeah, they have we need a to keep weird. A bubble wrapped it's like a it's weird. God, yeah. God forbid something bad happens. Which to is it. not a winner's mentality. Right. I think like right. that. Yeah. You never saw. You never saw Tom Brady. Or right. Peyton Manning, or any of those guys sit unless they had absolutely nothing to play for. Like, like if they had the division wrapped up and mm-hmm. um, they they couldn't improve their seating anymore. And literally, the only th- the only there's no positive things that could happen. Right. The only things that were negative. Th- this is still a very young team and a very young quarterback who needs to play as much oh, as he can. Absolutely, and so the thought of him sitting is absolutely and ridiculous. the fact that the playoffs are still within within although incredibly. You know, low percentage, but the fact that it still is mathematically possible, I think that's your incentive, if anything, right there. You know? Yeah, yeah for sure. I mean, goodness, that would electrify the fan base more than ever if they made the playoffs. Uh, so let's. Uh, <coughs> before we move on, I kind of wanted to go. Where's the. I should have had this pulled up already. Where is the... All right, so here's what the Browns need to do to make the playoffs. Browns need to win out. Okay. That's... Which, which yeah. Yeah, that, that's that they control. That, that's what they can control. So right. that's first and foremost. Uh, Baltimore needs to lose this week, Sunday. Uh, Tennessee needs to lose. Indy has to lose. Uh, Miami has to lose one of their next two game, final two games. Okay. And then, granted, if all that happens this week, uh, Tennessee and Indy, who play 
in week 17, the last week, have to tie. <laughs> they actually have to tie. They have to tie. Okay, so the Chiefs... Because, it, because, if, because Tennessee... So the, so the Tennessee, chances ten- are even more ridiculous than so, it does. So, uh, if Tennessee and Indy lose uh, this week, uh, they'll be 8-7. and seven. And if the Browns went out, they'll be 8-7-1. and one. Okay. So, if Tennessee beats Indy, Tennessee goes to 9-7 and seven and they get in over the Browns. Mm-hmm. If Indy wins, they go to 9-7 and seven, they get in over the Browns. The only way that that's possible is if they both tie, so all three teams finish eight, seven, and one. And okay. in that, I don't know exactly what the tiebreaker is at that point. I think it has to do with conference record, um, and the Browns would, would win that. So the Brown that that's how the Browns get to the playoffs. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. That's uh, yeah. that's a lot. It's a little bit more than I was thinking it was. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny how like this all started with a tie for the Browns. And in order for the Browns to get into the playoffs, they need somebody have, else. To someone tie. else is going to have to tie. So, I I don't see it happening. But in 2002, when the Browns made the playoffs, they needed like 19 things to go their way, and it happened. So, you know, who knows? That's right. why for me, uh, Baker and all the rest of the young players have to play. We need and we need to finish eight and seven. That way, number one, the Browns have finished with, with a winning record for the first time since. 2007, 11 years ago. Jimmy was nine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, so they, they can say that. They finished with a winning record. And they can say, they can like they can hold their heads up high and be like, okay, we, we did ultimately at this point, we did what we needed to do. Things just didn't go our way that were out of our control. We did everything within our control mm-hmm. to Two. put ourselves in a position. Right. Right. Now, if they won the Raiders game or the Bucks game or that first Steelers game, then we wouldn't have to have teams tie and all these teams lose and stuff. But that was when Hugh Jackson was coach, and yeah, all that happened. So uh, yeah, another interesting thing is, what do you guys do? You guys think that if the Browns do win out? Go eight seven and one. Go mm-hmm. six and two since the coaching change. Uh, do you keep the coaching staff in place? See, that's the thing. I I don't know why you would want to. I I think Williams is. I don't know much about what makes a good NFL coach, but Williams seems to be, and the coaching staff right now seem to be in. Like they seem to be in a decent spot. The only thing, I don't know if this would even be possible, but could Williams go back to being the defensive coordinator if they get someone else, or is that probably not going to happen? I I don't. Uh, that probably, I guess that doesn't make sense. But Because, it, I mean, it, 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 that's dicey, man. Because if you, right. if you bring in a new head coach and Greg Williams goes back to being the defensive coordinator, the first time that these players hear something that they don't like from the new head coach, they're going to be like, well, we played for this guy. Why can't this guy be our coach? Right. Or, uh, you know, say they come out and the Browns lose the first game of the year next year. Well, then then all the players and Greg Williams and all of them start thinking, like, did we make the wrong decision? Yeah, yeah. To me, if you're going to clear it out, clear it all the way out. And that includes Freddie Kitchens, who... 
Jay, Jay Glazer of Fox has said that Freddie Kitchens has uh, locked up the offensive coordinator job for next year, which I think is ridiculous. Unless he has information that the Browns have already decided to keep Greg Williams as head coach. Because you can't say, if you're going to bring in a new head coach, you can't mandate to that head coach that, hey, this is going to be your offensive coordinator. That's not right. going to work. That, that can't work. Well, yeah, yeah. The head coach that uh, um, the head coach that you bring in has to have the ability to to bring in his own people and hire his own staff. That's true. Or it's like, yeah, that wouldn't be fair yeah. to the coach. No, not at all. Because then also, like Freddie Kitchens is going to have uh, favor of the players, and if anything happens, the new coach is going to be looking over his shoulder. Right. To Freddie Kitchens. So, I, I'm still of the opinion. If they actually do win out and go eight and seven, maybe I'll, maybe I'll consider it. I'm still of the opinion that they should blow out the entire coaching staff and bring somebody in. Really? Okay. Yeah. John Dorsey, as the GM of the team, has had his, has had a list of candidates. Greg Williams was not on it. He might be on it now because right. maybe he's, he's earned the respect of Dorsey forever, and he's, yeah. you know, he's showing John Dorsey and the owners that. He can actually do this, and that the players respect him. The players have uh, rallied around him, and the culture's changing. So maybe now he is considered on the list. I know Dorsey said that he'll get an interview, but uh, you know we'll see. We'll see what happens. I I'm still of the of the belief that we should bring in a new coach, a new voice, um, clear out. Even though we've done well the second half of the year, clear it out. So yeah. Okay. What yeah. do you think, Jimmy? What's your opinion? Hmm. Well, definitely more in depth than uh, what I could come with. Come up with. Like, do you? Um, would you want Greg Williams to still be the coach next year? If, say they win. I mean, I mean, if they lose the next two games, anything can happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like the players have just kind of gained a lot of trust, and uh, um, I'm sure you know a lot of admiration for this guy. I mean, it was four of the last five games. We uh, won. Yeah, so far. Yeah. I mean, hey, I guess if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But um, like you were saying, I mean, I wouldn't say it's fixed, but yeah. Uh, what you were saying is, if we brought a new head coach and something does go wrong next year, the players would obviously, you know, side with Williams. Um, I guess I, 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 you just have to see how the last two games play out. Honestly, yeah. I couldn't really give you a legitimate answer right now. Yeah. He seems like uh, a good suit, I guess. Uh huh. Um, yeah, I mean, who who are the running candidates? Like honestly, I'm I really don't know. Keep up I mean, with that, this too much. They've they've kept really that so under wraps. Like I, I re- honestly, I really don't know. Um, and they just might be letting it play out these last two games. Yeah, too. I mean, it might it, not it be in their be. minds. Yeah, it could be because I mean, like like we said, if they lose these next two games, like whatever. Like, but if they win these next two games, who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know Greg Williams is going to get an interview. John Dorsey yeah. said that. Yeah. But I also, you know, to me, John Dorsey hasn't made a bad move yet, really. Um, that's, that's, like, really affected the team. And I caught Carl Nassib, and he's proven that to be a decent player with Tampa Bay, but, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, stuff like that happens. Yeah, like, like, look at what just happened today. Josh Gordon got suspended because, yeah. you know, Again. whatever happened, like, they say it's a violation of his reinstatement, which could mean a failed drug test. It could right, mean right. he didn't show up to a drug test. It could mean a multitude of different things. Who knows? But all we know is he's suspended again, and he very well, very, very may well never play football again. 
Yeah. And the Browns knew this. Every team in the league knew this, that this was a possibility oh. to happen. And the Browns still were able to get something in a trade. They, even after they said right. that they were going to release him. Looking back, it was a really smart decision by the Browns. I know I criticized it. Some other people did just for a lot of reasons. I just thought they could get more from him. But looking back, they probably actually, the Patriots probably knew this. They probably actually couldn't have gotten anything else for him. Mm-hmm. Like, the Browns saw the right on the wall. Yeah. Dorsey, at least, or something, you know. And the Patriots were like, well, crap. Like, if he's free, sure, essentially free, right? Sure, we'll, we'll try him out. And he actually had some great plays with the Patriots. And he, he it's very clear he football is not very important in his life. Uh, yeah, you know, I there mean, might be other addiction issues, which I want to be sensitive to those issues. Um, but... I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I have to, at some point, I have to conclude that he's either an idiot or he doesn't take it very seriously. Because uh, I, I know he's probably doing more than just weed, but weed's not actually... Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. if, you, if you've read anything about his story... Like, right, right. Because they always highlight weed with him, but... Yeah. I, so he's probably doing harder drugs that are actually uh, really, really addictive. So yeah. maybe there's that, and that's why this kid... He's, but one thing I, I will criticize him for, he doesn't hang out with the right crowd. Almost every time he's been busted, there's always a story of he's hanging out with some goofballs who are doing drugs. And I'm like, you, you can't even be in a room where that's going yeah. on if you have an idea. Mm-hmm. It's, it, so it's it's disappointing. Yeah. Um, I know you're a little more sympathetic. I'm not as sympathetic. Yeah. But then again, I want to be very sensitive to the I, the concept of addiction. Right. So... Like, he has a problem that's well-documented. And, I, I mean, I don't know how much, like, reading up on his actual story that you've done. So I don't want to, like, like put it down and be like, oh, sure. you don't know what you're talking about. Like, right. like I, you know, whatever. Like, on the surface, if you're somebody who hasn't researched his story, you're like, oh, he's just a junkie. He's a, he's a drug addict. Right. He doesn't right. care about, you right. know, whatever. He doesn't care about people that he affects by doing this. Whatever, like... He has a real problem, and it's not True. just drugs. He has he has men, he has there's like, other things going he on. He has too. mental health issues, right? Um, and it's well documented. You can there's there's a 15 minute dot like <laughs> yeah, kind of like a documentary video on uninterrupted that you can watch that was done uh, like a year and a half ago or something while he was in rehab last time, and uh, yeah, I, I you know, and it very well could be mental issues he has is part of why he's turned to drugs. Right, and if that's the case, then I really want to be sympathetic towards right. that because that's unfortunate. Right, I don't, to my knowledge, I've never struggled with legitimate mental yeah. issues. Right, but I've known some people that do, and it's a weird trap that they're in, and it's absolutely. unfortunate they can't get out of it. And, yeah, and it, absolutely. I mean, um, and and so if that, I don't want to add like if that's why he turns yeah. to drugs, or if that's why he can't get off of drugs. Yeah. Then I think it's a lot of contributing I factors. I mean, I like you said, do, the man. the him not hanging around the right people right. is all, like that's. Well, well the, yeah, I yeah. just but, so for me, like, I guess like I'm sympathetic to his issues, and like I don't want to come off as insensitive. At this point now, like I really don't care anymore. Yeah, same. I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. Like, like if he if he wasn't a professional athlete, if I didn't know who he was, like. Like this isn't supposed to sound insensitive, like but if if he wasn't a professional athlete or right. 
wasn't like a family member or a close or friend, a friend of mine or whatever, right, right. I'm not going to care because, right. yeah, it's sad. I hope he gets the help he wants, right. but he's not only, He's not affecting only, my life. We can life. only care about so many different people. Right. The, no. the reason why this is such a big story all the time is because he's a professional athlete who has ridiculous physical ability and people continue to give him chances because of that physical ability. Right, right. Because that, that, that athletic ability on the football field is is tantalizing. Like, that's the reason why he's gotten so many chances. It's the reason why the Browns right. would bring him back year after year. Like, at some, at, on, on a personal level, yes, they want to see him succeed. But the reason why they've given him so many chances, and now the Patriots, is because right. when he's on the field, he's such a physical oh, and athletic incredible. threat. I mean, and this is with not consistently playing for the last yes. three, four years. Yes. Like, that's what I mean. That's why. Like uh, people can say what they want. Like oh, you know, we're like the teams. Like the Patriots put out some some statement today. Like we're concerned with Josh's well being or whatever. The only reason why you're concerned with Josh's well being is because you think that if he gets back on the field, you can get something out of him. If he was somebody who was on a fringe player, who blah blah blah, like yeah, maybe you're gonna help the guy, but you're not gonna spend six, seven years like the, like NFL teams have done to invest in him and try and get back right, on the field. Right. And I think that's where fans are at. Like, they see how good he can be on the field. So when something bad happens and you get that hope of maybe he can come well, back, you're always going to, to give a guy like that more and more chances. Well, a great example of that is when he had that return game, when yeah. he returned, and you saw there was a clip there were several clips of fans just like rushing down to the field hey josh you know we're so glad you're here blah blah blah. like i don't i think all the browns fans are i don't even think i know they were all about him they're like yep if if you're good to go if you want to do this like we're on your side you know we support you you didn't see a lot there was some like people that were like okay i I have to see it to believe it which is totally fair yeah but like when you're on the field there was a lot of fans that were like really excited about it yeah and we're really it's excited because, we're it's supporting the talent like well right right like, and and you know and it's you it's a very it's gonna go down yeah. as one of the most oh, disappointing I mean, talents it's gonna be a 30 for 30 special on ESPN. yeah it's absolutely going to be. i just hope that and who he, knows if he ever I just plays ho- again i, just I, hope I really that don't. regardless of what he does I hope that he finds peace in some way, in some Absolutely. some career, because this could be really tragic if he can't get help mentally or with drugs. We all know where that path leads to. And, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I just hope he can find his peace. That's right. all. You know? Yeah. And you know, maybe that maybe that means he never plays football again. Because yeah, I, I think another part of this is the stress of playing the game of football. Right. Is getting to him. Right. So I, you know, I don't know. I. I, you know, I don't something know. something's up, and you know, there's probably not probably there is so many more details we don't know about either. Yeah. So. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's a rabbit hole that we didn't <laughs> yeah. really intend to go down, but uh, but yeah, um, hope Josh, you're all right. Obviously, he's not listening to this, but <laughs> maybe maybe he is. Uh, you know, hopefully he gets the help he needs, and you know, at this point, you know. He doesn't play for the Browns, so I don't care whether he plays football again. Right. So, right. But hopefully he gets a help. No, I, yeah, I agree. Um, so let's real quick, um, before we transition on sports here, talk about the Indians for a little bit. Uh, Michael Brantley has signed with the Houston Dr. Astros. Two-year, $32 million deal, $16 million a year. It's a straight two-year deal, no options, yeah. no 
none of that. It's just he's going to get $16 million each of the next two years. Um, I'm very hyped about this. Brantley was always one of, one of my favorite baseball players, and I'm really excited to see what he does in Houston. Uh, obviously, I'm sure injuries are going to be yeah. floating around everyone's heads. But he's been playing really well. He's been, I, I didn't know this. He's apparently one of the most difficult players to strike out. Mm-hmm. Um, and Bregman's another one of those. And I know he made a big deal about it on Twitter. So I, it's exciting. It's exciting as an Astros fan. Um, but going back to the Indians, of course, you know, at this point, Encarnacion's gone. Gomes is gone, right? Yep. Alonso's gone. Yep. Um, and now they're talking, serious talks are being reported right now about Andrew Miller going to the Cardinals. Like, what is going on? Well, he's a free agent. They're, they're, no, but I'm saying, like... The Indians weren't going to bring him back. Oh, right, but still, he's been a key player. I, I, yeah. I get that. I'm sure, like... All these key players from the last two, three years, like, yeah. what's going on right now? Is this, is this, dare I say it, like the Dolans being the Dolans again? Or is this, look, it wasn't working. We got to do a soft reset and move forward. So I think that remains to be seen. Um, mm-hmm. Because, uh, so with, with all the trades and everything, they've shed $22 million in salary. Okay. Uh, they took on money for Santana, but you know, offsetting, they traded Alonso, they traded Gomes, they traded Encarnacion. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that. Now, when I say we gotta, uh, it remains to be seen. Do they use that money to reinforce the team with new players, or yeah, do they not and just go with what they have right now? If they reinforce the team, that's great. If they don't. Boy. Uh. So I, I I have two I have three thoughts. Well, three three ideas of what could be going on. Number one, they are going to temporarily fix these holes and go for go for it again. Like let's go all out. You know yeah. we're we're a playoff bound team. You know World Series or bust. Um, the second idea. I don't know if this is what they're doing, but maybe it's a soft reset and they're going to lock up Lindor and Ramirez and guys like that. And then for a couple years, they're going to burn, you know, they're going to burn things down, but then build up, buy some more, some key players, you know, develop some players. And then maybe four years from now, they're going to be a contending team again. Yeah. Or it's worse to the worst and the Dolans are just stripping the team down and, and it's going to be a disaster in the next few years. I don't know. Um, I hope it's honestly, I hope it's the second option because I think this team has struggled for some reason. They can't seem to get over the hill and I would be okay if I were an Indians fan with kind of like, okay, it's going to be a little rough the next two, three years, but we're going to, we're going to get back to that park place we want to be at. And by the way, we're going to lock up the two best players on the team. I don't know. I have no idea. This is just my, you know. That's that's what I would think would be the best scenario, and it would, could be what they're doing right now. But um, well, so they actually have Ramirez locked up already. Oh, okay. So I see. I wasn't yeah. aware of that. They have um, they have Ramirez. I think for five more years. Okay, so they already got Ramirez yeah. taken care of. Lindor, they have for the next three. Okay. But okay. but if they can't come to an agreement, like at the end of this year with Lindor, uh, they're going to look to trade him. Because you can't lose him for nothing. 
So this this well, is like, right, but then I mean who? Yeah, like if he if he's not willing to to resign, you have to True. trade him. Well, right, right, yeah, of course. Like in baseball, you can't just let a guy like it's not no, like, no, right, it's not right, like right. basketball. Like what we're seeing right now with Durant, what we, right, what, with LeBron, and all that, you can't just let guys walk. No, I, I get that, I get that. I'm just saying, like you know, I I, I feel like Lindor is such a heart and soul of the team. It would just be so unfortunate if if right. he wasn't. Oh, of course. With the Indians, you know. And you know what's going to happen is if he leaves, he's going to go to the Yankees. He's going to go to the Red Sox. Of course, Sox, he's, he's going to go to a super team. Yeah, the Dodgers, somebody like that, Something of course. Like or even uh, the Cardinals or, you know, a team like that. Yeah, whoever's willing to pay him $300 power, million. Dollars. Traditional powerhouses. So, uh, you asked the question why so many seemingly key players uh, either leaving in free agency or getting traded. Yeah. Um, some of the guys, they just don't want to pay. And other guys, they don't want to pay uh, because their performance in the playoffs the last two years have been terrible. Yeah, that's, that's, that's what I'm saying. I, like, um, I feel like some of this if, is just reactions to poor performance. Right, so, so that, that's why like, I, I want to see like the money that they've saved on these trades. Are they going to reinvest in the team in players that they feel like will perform better in the playoffs? Right. Because I think even as the team stands right now, they're probably going to win the division again. Just because yeah. the AL Central is so bad. Yeah. Um, you know, after this year, unless they do some make some reinforcements, that might be a little more dicey. But this year, I think they're still good with the division. What I what I want that to see them do is take that money and reinvest it in players that they think can help them more better in the playoffs. Because Encarnacion did nothing in the playoffs. No, nope, and he got he injured. got he got hurt last and year, the, and then this year and he the, didn't do last year, which was arguably it looked to be. Yeah, multiple people said, "Oh, the Indians are winning it this year." Like it was like that kind of year for them. He yeah. gets injured, yeah. couldn't even do anything, yeah. and this year he just didn't do anything. Yeah, well, I don't. Yonder Alonso, like I don't even remember him making contact with the baseball in the playoffs. But year. regular season, he was so promising. Yeah, it was fine. You know like he was, he was, yeah. he was decent. You know, decent right. enough first baseman. Um, but man, uh, I the go. Losing Gomes hurts. I think that just straight up hurts because Gomes hurts. was always a great player. Yeah, they have they have a uh, a catcher in AAA that they're probably going to bring up, Eric Haas, who, you know, well they have what his what's the other guy? And then Roberto the Perez, guy, uh, Perez, Perez, but they can't they can't rely on Perez. Perez batted Perez, 160 last Perez year. Perez is the streakiest dude. Yeah, he, like he's great defensively. Yeah, yeah, but right. you can't have your everyday catcher batting 160. It's just right. it, you can't do it. Um, it's like having a pitcher bat in the AL. It's just, yeah, it's not feasible. Um, so, yeah, I think that's what they're doing. They're getting rid of guys who, yes, they were good in the, in the, in the regular season, and, but at this point, for a team who's been in the playoffs three straight right. years, who cares about the regular season anymore? Right. right. It's all about performing in the playoffs. And right. I feel like the Indians feel like, you know, if they can't get a deal done with Lindor, they need to go for it now. And the guys that they had, especially in the starting lineup, Weren't getting it done. Yeah, yeah. Not just one. Not I, just one postseason. Two now. Right. Um, you know, even even Lindor and Ramirez struggled in the playoffs. But you'd have to think like those are younger guys. They're young. You're right. I, I would. Encarnacion's 34 years old, and he there's couldn't, no he, he couldn't excuses hit. for that. Alonso's right. in his 30s now. He right. couldn't hit. Right. Like the yeah. the, the, the other the younger Lindor, guys. They're you still. Expect, you know, they're still. They're still in that right. like. They're right. right before their primes. Right. They're they're still so fresh faced, so so young, so chipper, so yeah. you know. So yeah, I, I'm not even going to be too worried about that. 
Right. You know, it's clearly just uh, they're not used to the pressure yet. Yeah. That's all. Um, and then, you know, with the uh, with the trade talks that are still going on with Kluber and Bauer, man, I, the, the only way, and you're not going to like this, but the only way I would trade Corey Kluber is if the Dodgers are willing to give up a top prospect and Cody Bellinger. That's the only way I'm trading him. I'm I would I would be a hundred percent about that. Well, I know, but you don't like the Dodgers, so you wouldn't want. The I Dodgers love Cody Bellinger. You want the Dodgers getting Corey? Kluber. Do you think the Dodgers are going to win the World Series because they have Corey Kluber? I mean, I, I don't know. Who knows? They can't win the World Series. It's like it's like the they're like the NL version of the Indians. They just had a little more success in getting to the World Series. They're never going to win. That team's not going to win the World Series. I hate yeah. to break it to Dodgers fans, but it's not. Um, so if the Indians can somehow get Cody Bellinger in a trade for Corey Kluber, see, man, Cody Bellinger's like he's one of my favorite players right. as well, but and that's, he's like, like that's, so that's much the thing with the Dodgers, fun. like they have so many outfielders. Yeah. I think right now they're trying to they're trying to uh, trade Yasiel Puig to the Indians. Okay, see that would be stupid. And Puig I, is a yeah, is I, a no, ticking time like bomb. He is a yeah. goof. I see. See, I think what they're doing, like I think the Indians and Dodgers have agreed on the prospect. Or prospects the, yeah, in the deal, yeah. like the, the yeah, minor the players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they're, <laughs> they I think they're haggling player. over, and and I, the Indians obviously want a an everyday outfielder in return, right? Well, um, especially yeah, well, yeah. because their outfield is just straight trash. Well, right they now. got rid of one of their best ones. Yeah, Brantley's gone. Yeah, uh, Zimmer's probably not going to play this year. Um, still, he's still hurt. Oh yeah, he's yeah. What he, did he do to himself? He's, he messed up his shoulder really bad. That's unfortunate because he was uh, looking so promising. Yeah. Naquin will probably be back, but he's hit or miss, and he gets hurt all the time too. So yeah, they need help in the outfield bad. Uh, um, they're getting Leonis Martin back, so that'll help in center field. But they need uh, they need outfielders. And they need product, offensive production out of their outfielders too. So that's why, to me, man, if you're able to get a top prospect and another prospect and Cody Bellinger, right, I would trade Corey Kluber. I wouldn't want to because I in would. baseball, I would. In baseball, you need as much pitching as you possibly can get. I, I absolutely but, like. I, I don't even mean this as like super like some type of criticism yeah. against uh, Kluber necessarily. Right. Well, right. But, but if if you could get a guy like Bellinger or just some other really solid like legit all star player. Uh, absolutely. I'm sorry, but but Kluber's proven that he's just not the same Kluber that he was, and I don't know if it just doesn't work with him in the playoffs sometimes. But yeah. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, I'd be we'll, okay with that. We'll see what happens. Like I said, uh, the Indians need to reinforce their lineup because they traded away a lot of. Yeah, so it's gonna be inter- It's gonna be a real, really interesting off season so far, yeah. and it's gonna continue. I think so. for sure. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah. All right. So while people are waiting to hear some more news from the Indians, Dan, what are some things they can do, huh? What do you mean? Like what are some hangouts they can occupy themselves with? <laughs> I, I, what? I don't I'm trying it. to transition into the events previews. Well, aren't we going to talk about what we did oh, last night? I forgot about the review. Whiskey Wednesday. At Yuzu. Jimmy's going to know what that's about soon. So, Whiskey Wednesday is one of the best uh, local bar deals in the city. Uh, It's at Yuzu, which is a really quirky bar. Yeah. And it's a very simple deal. All whiskey and all whiskey drinks are half off. So, that could go from anything from a Jack and Coke to a straight shot to a 
double shot, whatever you want. I like, I got there last night. I went right in there. I'm like, Basil Hayden on the rocks. Let's yeah, do it. And, and he was like, Whoa! I haven't had I haven't had whiskey in a long yeah, time. Yeah, I'm like just straight. So, uh, but then you had that mule that was pretty. Yeah, it was good. good. It was yeah, good. A bullet mule. Yeah, for sure. It's a great deal. Um, I don't think there's any other like food deals going on, but I mean, who yeah. cares when? I had two I had two whiskey drinks and yeah, my tab was like yeah. ten bucks. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. I had I bought I bought three. I think I had two, and I bought two or th- two one for Teresa, one for Taylor, and I think my tab was only like thirteen dollars yeah. or something, which that's crazy for like top shelf whiskey. Like that's yeah. unheard of. You'll spend like eight dollars for one drink normally. For sure. In fact, it is. Basil Hayden is eight dollars for a pour. That's crazy. Yeah. Which is just like a shot. Yeah, it's a shot's amount. Just over, just over ice. You just don't take it as a shot. You sip it. Yeah. But uh, it's a it's a great it's yeah a great cool deal. Uh, yeah check it out Yuzu's in Lakewood on Madison uh, if you you've been to Angelo's with us right yeah it's right down the street Ooh, and yeah, there also Yuzu actually has deals every single day uh, including special weekend deals so we're just highlighting one night yeah they have like half off ramen night they have like all these other things that 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 and so it, it's and good you know, good ramen not not yeah, yeah, not no, college, yeah, not like not, not college yeah, ramen. not like you know well, what's that top ramen? Top ramen, like ten mar- cent little things. I don't know. Like Marchin, I never had ramen. Oh well, not this is good it. ramen. It's good ramen. Yeah, I wouldn't say it's the best. Ramen, ramen. is just a type. It's just a type like, of, like, like this is soup, type type basically. of noodle. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean I know. But they also have other eight, like they have a curry bowl that's really good. The food prices are pretty good actually. Yeah. They have Thai fries and uh, wasabi fries. Yeah, it's fun. Check it out. Jordan, what else can you check out? Well, uh, this some, holiday season. Let's go back to that awkward intro I was trying to get into. <laughs> um, so the Trans-Siberian Orchestra is coming to town. It's coming to town for one day, uh, December 30th, Saturday. There's two shows, 3 p.m. and 8 p.m. Tickets start at $50. Um, there's no resale tickets available. Uh, so these you have to get straight from, which is good. It keeps the tickets cheaper. Uh, we will we'll have a, we'll provide a link to where you can get the tickets. The Festival of Trees is going on now through December twenty third, so that's actually oh. wrapping up very. I keep forgetting Christmas is so close. I know. So this is more of a family event. Check it out this weekend. Basically. Yeah, yeah, check, yeah. Check it out now through this weekend. Through Sunday. Well, it is the weekend now, but um, no, this is more. Well, okay, that's... you know what I mean. Like this yeah. is more of a weekend. Uh, I'm sorry. Wow, it's been a long day. This is more of a family event. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's at the Allen Theater in Playoff Square. Basically, they've decked out the Allen Theater with trees. Like, and the trees are decorated by local artists. So you get all kinds of funky, wacky trees. Um, and you can do pictures with Santa. And they have live Christmas carols from local school choirs. So to add to the cheer. Uh, and then the final event I wanted to highlight is today, if you're listening to the podcast, tonight. The yeah. 78th Street Studios third friday art walk so every third friday 78th street studios which is like an artistic conglomerate if that's Ooh. one way to describe it in yeah. uh gordon square um we'll provide the you know address and all that it's free admission essentially it's four levels they can they describe it as a multi-sensory experience it's an indoor out art walk 50 plus studios and galleries one of the largest art design complexes in Ohio. At least it's the largest in Northeast Ohio. 
and it starts at five and goes till nine. And I got, I got a little plan for y'all. So you do this, right? You start your date night or your bro night or your girls night here. Yep. Um, maybe whenever you get off of work, right? Yep. Then when you're done looking at art and you're hungry and thirsty, there's so much to do in Gordon Square. Yep. So you start by going to, I don't know, something like Terrestrial Brewing Company, which we all love, Happy Dog. Uh, there's also some, there, there, there's some, there's a place Blue called nuts. Spice, if you're into oh, more yeah. fancier food. And then if you want to close, oh, there's also a really cool seafood place, uh, the Boiler Room 65. Yep. Um, and then close the night out at Brew Nuts and get yeah. yourself a gourmet donut. So. Beer infused donut, Jimmy. What's beer? What? It's like in the dough. It's just in the dough. <clears throat> Sorry, just, I wouldn't know. I'm only 20. <laughs> Big water guy. All right, that's it for the uh, <laughs> that's it for the events tonight. Big water guy. <laughs> uh, thanks, Jordan. Yes, sir. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, so that's gonna pretty much do it for us. Uh, like I said before, this is gonna be our last episode of 2018. So next we time, are, let's just say we have a lot to sort and figure out on the, the direction of this because we're really excited for yeah. some stuff coming. Yeah, up, for so. sure. We're going to hopefully line up some new guests uh, in 2019, hopefully some big oh, yeah. guests, oh, yeah. um, and uh, bring some new stuff for you guys. So we, like I said, we appreciate you guys listening. Thanks for all your support, friends, family, uh, listeners. Uh, I looked at the stats for who's been listening to our episode, and we have like, we've gotten listens from like 15 different states. That's cool. Which is cool. Cool. Yeah. Which a lot of it is just like a lot of it are probably some of our friends. I have friends and family from all over the place. I know. I have friends in. I know I have friends in like Michigan who listen. Well, yeah. some two of them have been on here. Uh, I have some friends in DC that listen. So yeah, yeah. friends. Yeah, for sure. So we appreciate that. We appreciate the support. Thanks, guys. Uh, as always, follow us on social media at the LOTL Podcast. Uh, check out our website lotlpodcast.com, uh, where we will intermittently post some new stuff. Uh, we're gonna hopefully get some new uh, stuff on there as well coming up. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think that's gonna that's pretty much it, right? Wrapping it, it up. For us. Wrap it up. So wrapping up 2018. Uh, we'll catch you guys in 2019. That's right. And uh, yeah, we'll talk then. So have a great let's Christmas. Let, let's let JT and the boys yeah, play us out here, out. and and hope you guys have a very merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy, happy New, New Year. Happy New Year. Be safe. Don't drink and drive. Take an Uber or get a ride ahead of time. That's right. Be safe. Seriously. That's right. Did you hear that, Jimmy? I heard that. <laughs> All right. So uh, for Jimmy, for Jordan, I'm Dan. You've been listening to Living Off the Land, and we will catch you guys in 2019. See ya later. Bye. See ya. See ya. See ya.